Shabbat Shalom, my beloved brethren in the assembly, and good day to all of you, wherever, wherever you may be at this moment. Training in godliness is a topic of our lesson today. And as people of our loving God, Yahuwah, we must develop the life of living in godliness. This is not only benefits us as God's children, but most of all, it will truly give honor and glory to Yahuwah, our God. It is our duty, beloved brethren, as members of the Assembly of Yahusha, to always strive to live our lives in godliness. Godliness, which is having the quality or practice of conforming to the laws and wishes of our loving Abba. But as much as we want to obey the laws and commands of our loving Abba, we fall short of his expectations. As humans, we have our flaws and our weaknesses. Many temptations come in our way, especially now, beloved brethren, where we live in a world where the conditions are getting worse. Crime and poverty is at its highest. And on the top of that, we are dealing with this pandemic virus that's affecting our lives that we've never seen or dealt with before. But despite all of these conditions, beloved brethren, we will and we must always strive to live in godliness. In our lesson today, we will learn how to fulfill this in our life by our commitment to train ourselves, training in godliness. Now, what should be then our commitment for this new year so that we can start training ourselves in godliness? We'll begin our study today by reading the book of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 6. For this very reason, do your best to add goodness to your faith, to your goodness add knowledge, to your knowledge, add self-control, and to your self-control, add endurance. To your endurance, add godliness. What should be our commitment for this year? It is to develop and strengthen our faith. How might you say? Well, we must add qualities to add develop to develop our faith. What are these qualities? Apostle Peter, Apostle Peter mentioned these in the verse. Do our best, beloved brethren, to add goodness, and goodness add knowledge, and knowledge of self-control and to self-control endurance. And most important of all, beloved brethren, add godliness. Now, why is it then important to add godliness as one of our qualities? Here, let's continue in the book of 2 Peter, chapter 3, 11 to 12. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives. As you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in heat. Why is it important to add godliness as one of our qualities? This is the instruction of our loving Abba, Yahuwah, through the apostles for those who want to avoid the fiery destruction of this world. When will this happen, beloved brethren? We all know this will be judgment day or the second coming of our Lord Yahusha. What must we do, especially as children of God? We must develop godliness. If we have not yet started training to develop godliness in our life, start now, beloved brethren. Do not delay. Do not procrastinate as most people do. For we all know that the judgment of God is fast approaching. So do our best to live a godly life. Who are then those that are godly? Here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. 
surely you know that you are God's temple, that God's spirit lives in you to be wholly devoted to God. Brothers and sisters, who are those that are godly? Those who has God's spirit in them. Now one might say, well, I'm a good person, brother. I'm pretty sure I'm godly. Is this correct? Is there a difference between a good person and a godly person? Well, actually, yes, beloved brethren. Anyone can be a good person, but not just anyone can be a good godly person. What's an example of that? We have those who doesn't believe in God at all. They call themselves the atheists. Are, they, are there people that are good atheists, brethren? Yes. But how can they be godly when they don't even believe in God? For only those who have Yahuwah in them can be godly. And the best quality one may have to say that Yahuwah is in them is by living in godliness. Do we have the promise that God will be with us? Yes. But for God to dwell in us, beloved brethren, we must make our life prepared for him. How? By developing godliness in our life. How? How can we develop godliness, beloved brethren? Here, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. Have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. How can we develop godliness, beloved brethren? By training ourselves. Can I just pray for it, brother? Well, no. Yes. It's important to pray, but we also have to put the work in, beloved brethren. And we cannot just obey God one time and then be godly. Only one way to do it, my beloved brethren, is how? Train ourselves in godliness. For example, I'll give you an example now, beloved brethren. When we decide to start going to the gym, especially this new year, when all of us have our new year resolution, when we decide to go to the gym and develop to develop muscles or to lose weight, we can't just go to the gym once and have muscles or lose weight right away, right? It takes time and commitment. And after we have dedicated ourselves with these two, what is an essential part of our training? Consistency. We are defined not by what we do, but what we do again and again and again, beloved brethren. Consistency must be part of our training. Another important part in training, whether to gain good physique or to stay healthy, beloved brethren, is by losing weight is what? Our diet, yes. Whether we believe that or not, is, is what we put in our body is also important. Do you know why, beloved brethren, people fail in this part? For example, those, those of us who want to lose weight, they go on in a diet, right? And there's a lot, of, lot out there nowadays. You have your different kind. You have your keto, low carb, South Beach even. There are some that are called caveman's diet. And yes, some do lose weight, but the problem is when they lose the weight, they stop with their diet. And what normally happens, beloved brethren, they go back to their bad eating habits. To lose weight, my beloved brethren, we must be consistent. We must not even, as a matter of fact, we must not even call it a diet. It must be our lifestyle. We have to commit to a certain lifestyle, beloved brethren, in order to keep the weights off that we don't want and have healthier lives. Beloved brethren, same goes when it comes to our training in godliness. It must be 
our lifestyles as children of God. Now, how else can we train ourselves in godliness? Here, book of Romans chapter 12, verse is one. So then, my friends, because of God's great mercy to us, I appeal to you, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. This is the true worship that you should offer. How else can we train ourselves in godliness? It begins with the true worship of Yahuwah Abba. What is true worship, you might say? Is there a difference between attending the worship service and truly worshiping God? Because we might be physically attending our worship service, like right now, beloved brethren, but might not be truly worshiping God. How? Well, first of all, how did we prepare today, my beloved brethren? Did we just woke up, you know, go sit down in the TV, from the TV, that's it? We must be fully prepared. Our hearts and our mind must be in it, my beloved brethren. And during our lesson, are we, patient, are we attentively listening to the lesson being taught? You see, brethren, a true worship, according to Apostle Paul, is to offer yourself as a living sacrifice to God dedicated to his service and pleasing him. Offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, brethren, not to be killed, brethren, but to commit and consistently dedicate ourselves continuously, even if we have to deny ourselves in pleasing him. Now, brethren, I mentioned to you a word from our previous passage as a word to use when it comes to training. Rather than to say diet, which is what? A lifestyle. Well, first of all, spiritually speaking, what is the diet or food that we must have in order to live according to Yahusha, beloved brother? Isn't it that the words of God? Words of God mentioned by Yahusha in Matthew 4, 4, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that God proceeds from the mouth of God. Brethren, when we receive the words of God, it must not be like a diet where we listen and obey and then stop when we receive what we ask from God. Listening and obeying the words of God must be our lifestyle. It must define us, beloved brethren, as true, as true children of God and follower of our Lord Yahusha. So make it a lifestyle, my beloved brethren, to always listen and obey the words of God. And where do we hear and listen to the words of God? Well, right now, worship service, our midweek Bible history project, and our Q&A Bible studies, brothers and sisters, always dedicate and commit ourselves in attending these activities, beloved brethren. For when we receive the nourishment of our souls, which is the words of God, along with our training to live in godliness, then be rest assured, beloved brethren, that these old physical bodies of ours will turn to a new spiritual body. And Yahuwah will wipe every tear from our eyes when the day comes. There will be no more death, no more sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Our lesson will now be continued, my beloved brethren. Shabbat Shalom to everyone, brothers and sisters in the faith. Our topic for today is training in godliness. And like with all things training related, we know we have to do our part. We need to put work in it so that we can see the development of what we are trying to train, which is in this case, 
godliness. So godliness begins with true worship. True worship requires work. There's no such thing as passive worship. It should be active worship. We involve our soul, our spirit, and our mind when it comes to worshiping Yahuwah Elohim. It is how we train ourselves in godliness. Now, besides worshiping Yahuwah Abba, how also can we develop and train ourselves in godliness? Let's read the book of 2 Corinthians 1, 3 down to 4. Let us give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Yahushua Christ, the merciful Father, the God from whom all help comes. He helps us in all our troubles so that we are able to help others who have all kinds of troubles using the same help that we ourselves have received from God. So how can we develop and train ourselves in godliness by doing what God always does? Doesn't that make sense? If we want to be godly, we look at what God does and we follow the example of Yahuwah Abba. But what does Yahuwah do all the time ever since the beginning of mankind up until this very moment? What is Yahuwah actively engaged in doing? Bible says all help comes from who? Yahuwah. See, that's what Yahuwah God does. He looks for people who are in need and he helps them. So if we want to be godly, let us do what God does. And that is to help one another. And so when we have the opportunity to help a person who is in need, and we are in a place to help this person, let us do our best to do so, because when we help others, we develop and train ourselves in godliness. How else can we train ourselves in godliness? Let's read the book of Titus, chapter is 2, 12 down to 13. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. While we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Yahushua Christ, will be revealed. How else can we develop our godliness or train ourselves in godliness by resisting or overcoming a sinful way of life? And why must we be focused all the more in resisting a sinful way of life? Because we live in an evil and wicked world. And so if we give in to wickedness, we become like the world. And if we become like the world, we are not becoming godly, we are becoming godless because Yahuwah is not of the world. And so what must we do? We have to resist the evil and wicked ways of the world to develop our godliness. But how can we do that? How can we resist and overcome the evil influence of the world? Apostle Paul reminds us what we need is wisdom. Do you see that? We need wisdom. We cannot overcome the wickedness of the world without applying wisdom. Do you know what wisdom is? It is the ability to discern what is the truth from a lie, to discern what is right from wrong. This is why we need to know the righteousness of Yahuwah Abba. When we have wisdom, we can see the things that Yahuwah Abba does not want that we should be following. This is why we need to always examine the things that are being fed to us. Because nowadays we live in 
what is called the information age. We are bombarded with information from Facebook, from television, from movies. YouTube has so much content and it feeds our mind every day. We need to be discerning. This particular messaging from YouTube, for example, or from Facebook, we need to filter the things that are against the will of Yahuwah Abba and say, I will not follow these things. You see, it begins with wisdom. How else can we overcome the world? After applying wisdom, Apostle Paul says, we need to be devoted to Yahuwah Abba. Devotion to God means resisting what Yahuwah Abba does not want us to do. And when it comes to training, a big component of physical training is always overcoming resistance, right? As a matter of fact, you cannot call training training if there's no overcoming resistance. This is why when we apply wisdom and devotion to Yahuwah Abba and saying no to the things Yahuwah does not want us to do, it is a way of training ourselves in godliness. How else can we train ourselves in godliness? Let's read the book of Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31. Well, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for God's glory. How else can we develop and train ourselves in godliness? Apostle Paul says, whatever you do, do it for whose glory? Yahuwah's glory. Do you know how uh, many people live their lives? Many people divide their activities into two, right? What are they? Religious, non-religious. And so they consider worship religious. They worship, say, for example, on the Sabbath. And so they think about Yahuwah. They think about God on the day of Sabbath. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they do their own thing. They don't even think about Yahuwah at all because they say to themselves, oh, it's not a religious activity. I'm just studying. I'm not doing anything religious, right? But for the godly, it's different. For the godly person, the Bible says everything they do is religious. Why? Because everything we do should be done for whose glory? For the glory of Yahuwah. You notice the example Apostle Paul gave? When he said, whatever you do, what example did he give? When you eat, when you drink. How often do you eat and drink? How often? Uh, every day, right? Sometimes 10 times a day. But we eat and drink all the time because Apostle Paul wants to give us the point that we need to involve Yahuwah Abba in every part, every moment of our life. That's what it means to be godly. And so whatever we do, brethren, you're studying if you're preparing for a test, do it for the glory of Allah. If you're working for your employer, do it for the glory of Allah. Whatever we do, let us do it and dedicate it to please our loving Father in heaven. When we do that, every single day, we train ourselves in godliness. Question, how can we know if we are developing in godliness. How can we recognize those who have trained themselves well in godliness? Let's read what it says in the book of Psalm 37, 4 down to 6. Seek your happiness in Yahuwah, and he will give you your heart's desire. Give yourself to Yahuwah, 
Trust in him and he will help you. He will make your righteousness shine like the noonday sun. How can we recognize those who are developing well, training well in godliness? They seek their happiness in Yahuwah. That's not a normal thing for people to do. Normally, people seek their happiness in something else, right? Maybe wealth, maybe wisdom, maybe family. Is it wrong to find enjoyment? Is it wrong to find happiness in eating good food? No. Is it wrong to find enjoyment spending time with the people you love, your family? No. Is it wrong to find enjoyment and happiness with the good things in life? No. Yahuwah Abba has given us all these things for our enjoyment. But what do we need to understand about things like family, things like material prosperity, things like food, the good things in life? Well, all of those things, they are but the blessing of Yahuwah Abba. And apart from Yahuwah, who has given us the blessing, all the blessings will mean no good to us apart from Yahuwah. This is why the Bible says, if we will seek these things apart from Yahuwah, those things will not satisfy and give you true happiness. Isn't this true? I mean, there's so many people today who have achieved so much success in every part of their life. But even then, they say to themselves, is that all that there is in life? They, some even commit suicide. Some live a life of despair because they've achieved everything they could possibly dream of. Yet despite reaching the pinnacle of their success, they're not content. They lack happiness. The reason why is because they're seeking happiness in the wrong place. A truly godly person. What will give the person who is truly godly true and lasting happiness, it's when we seek our happiness in who? Yahuwah. Do you know why? If we will seek our happiness in Yahuwah, we will find true and lasting happiness. The Bible says, seek your happiness in Yahuwah. And what does it say after that? What does he say? And he will give you your heart's desire. You see, can we be truly happy unless we are given our heart's desire? We cannot. But the thing is, do you know your true heart's desire? A lot of people live their life without really knowing their true heart's desire. But Yahuwah Abba knows what our true heart's desire is. Do you know what it is? It's fellowship with Yahuwah. Yahuwah's telling us, if you seek your happiness in me, I will fill that big hole in your heart. Because our true heart's desire is not for anything or anyone else, but for Yahuwah to dwell in us and to be in us. That's our heart's desire. This is why when we seek Yahuwah, we will find that happiness that is long-lasting and enduring. This is why if we are to conclude the message for today, simply this. Please listen. This is it in a nutshell. You cannot find happiness by seeking happiness for its happiness sake. You cannot. Why? Because happiness is a byproduct of godliness. Do you get that? Happiness, true and lasting happiness and joy in life is a byproduct of godliness. When we live a godly life, the more godly we are, the more happy we get. Because to be godly means to have Yahuwah 
in us. And this is what we want everyone to achieve, to have Yahuwah living in them so that they can be godly. And so as we live this life, what should we strive to do? How should we live our life? Let's read the final passage of our studies, the book of Psalms 73, 23 to 26. Yet I always stay close to you and you hold me by the hand. You guide me with your instruction and at the end, you will receive me with honor. What else do I have in heaven but you? Since I have you, what else could I want on earth? My mind and my body may grow weak, but God, God is my strength. He is all I ever need. What should we do to live out the rest of our life? Let us live the, the rest of this year, the rest of our life. Staying close to Yahuwah Abba. No matter what happens, let us never ever step a foot or take a step that takes us far from Abba. Let us stay close to Yahuwah in every moment of our life. Why do we need to stay close to our loving Allahim? Because we know life is becoming harder and harder. The world is collapsing and falling apart. There's darkness that is prevalent throughout the world. The world is about to come to an end. We live in a dangerous place where we have sorrow and sadness. We need Yahuwah to be close to each one of us. We need to stay close to him at all times. And when we go through difficulties ourselves, when we go through sorrows ourselves, do you know what Yahuwah is going to do? The psalmist says, and you hold me by the hand. Remember, Yahuwah is our father. A parent can sense fear and anxiety in their children. And when they sense that fear, they will hold their hand. And it's true. If we remember when we were younger and we were afraid and we were embraced by our parents and they hold us by the hand, that fear dissipates and we feel joy and safety. Yahuwah is our father. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we're feeling. And when he senses we're overcome by fear and worry, if we are close to him, he will take us by the hand and hold us. This is what we need. And when we feel the loving presence of Yahuwah Abba, what will be our experience? Like the psalmist said, what else do I have in heaven by you, but you? Since I have you, what else could I want on earth? For him to have Abba, to feel the presence of Yahuwah is all that he needs. Brethren, this is what we want all of you to experience. This presence of Yahuwah Abba that will make us shout with conviction. My mind and my body may grow weak, but God is my strength. He is all that I ever need. That is the blessing of being a godly person. They will have Yahuwah Abba in them at all times. And they will find peace, and strength, no matter what they face. In this world, let us stand and we shall pray together. <clears throat>
everlasting and merciful Yahuwah Alahim. We humble ourselves before you to offer praise and thanks for you are our father who cares deeply for the well-being of his children. It is a great privilege and honor to be counted among your sons and daughters, to call upon you as our Abba, Yahuwah, who takes care of his people. We assemble together for one purpose and one reason, to glorify you in worship. Help us that we may please you. Help us that we may be like you because we want to develop and train ourselves in godliness. Help us to be prepared for the upcoming testing of faith. We know that all of us will go through different kinds of trials. We cannot do this by ourselves. We want to be with you. We want to stay close to you. Loving Abba, take hold of our hand. When you feel that we are being overwhelmed, when we can no longer endure, when we have reached the limits of our own strength, when we reach out our hand to you, do not ignore the plea of your people. Please take close hold of us. Bring us close to yourself that we may feel your divine presence that will give us the conviction to be able to say, if we have you, there is nothing else we can ever want. Please, loving Abba, look upon your people now all over the world. Remember we belong to you as we remember we are your sons and daughters and place our trust and complete hope in you. Father, heal those who may be sick among us. May you give us renewed vigor and strength. Help us to be dedicated and devoted to you in overcoming wickedness so that we can live a righteous, godly life. Yahushua, our loving Mashiach, may you please increase our faith. We need you every step in our journey. We want to complete our race with joy. We know with you living in us, we can do exactly this because you have promised abundant joy for those who will be one with you. Please bless us with more strength. Give us the ability to love that we may help those who are in need. May you move our hearts, O oh loving Mashiach, that we can be more and more like you. Father, please continue to bless your people. Bless us in all of our needs. Provide for each and every family, especially during these times of hardship and poverty. We believe, loving Abba, you have listened to our prayers. For we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.